Blog Talk Radio. Nope. <laughs> I Sunday afternoon, sign guy along with the brand new Northwest Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, Taekwondo Randy Zellers. Congratulations, Randy. Thank you very much, sign guy. Thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate y'all's support. Let's just, let's just uh, ring in that new era. <laughs> Absolutely. Also, joining us. The coach with the most, Coach Mike Jones. Coach, you were at the big shoot fight today. Any flash result? Yes, Brad shoot or Brad Schwartz won again. He pinned shoot in about eleven seconds the first time, and then shoot lasted about a minute and something the second time. But it was nice. They officially announced our show for July sixteenth in Auburn, Washington, at Fitness Quest. Charity for Auburn Slam. Fantastic. Now, yeah. fans, if you're looking for pro wrestling today, you got a few choices. Flophouse Wrestling happening today in Indianapolis, Indiana. You also have the Alpha 9 Tournament for Primo's Pro Wrestling in Denver, Colorado today. So make sure if you're anywhere near Denver, you check that out. That's a huge deal. Also up in... Portland, Oregon, up in our neck of the woods. Pacific Northwest Blue Collar Wrestling today, like every Sunday at the Colony 76, actually 7525 Richmond Avenue. But without further ado, I want to welcome our guest today as we continue Blade Month on the show out of the great wrestling-rich area of St. Louis, Damian Blade. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. How's it going, gentlemen? It's good to be here. Going very, very well. And since it is your first time here with us today, I'll start you off with the traditional first-timer question. What led to you getting into the business of pro wrestling? Well, let's see. Um, As a kid, I always loved pro wrestling. Um, I remember sitting on my dad's lap watching uh, Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik. That was like the, my first memory of pro wrestling. And uh, I I would skip uh, church and pretend to be sick on Sunday morning so I could stay home and watch wrestling with my dad. Um, and uh, just growing up watching it, I, I graduated high school um, and uh, I started going to some independent shows. Um, I turned... 20 years old and I went to a show and uh, sat out in the audience. I was one of like three people sitting in the audience. It was a very small show and uh, I was leaving and the promoter said, uh, Hey, have you ever thought about uh, training to be a pro wrestler? And I'm like, well, yeah, kind of. And he said, well, uh, meet us next week. Uh, We're going to be at this place and uh, we'll start your training. So that's how it started for me. And uh, I started training that next week. And uh, the rest is history, I guess. Now, you're in that St. Louis area, which is a haven for wrestling history. The NWA was formed in St. Louis. It was sort of the epicenter of the NWA for many, many years. Anybody that was anybody from the 40s through the late 80s passed through 
St. Louis. Have you delved much into the wrestling history of the St. Louis area? Oh, yeah. St. Louis is rich in wrestling history. And uh, not only that, but, I mean, a lot of a lot of guys recently from St. Louis have uh, made it pretty big on the national scene. I mean, uh, you, you've got guys like Randy Orton, um, who trained down at uh, the South Broadway Athletic Club, which uh, I wrestle at once a month. Um, you know, you got uh, uh, Matt Seidel. Uh, you have Delirious, who was the booker of Ring, Ring of Honor. I mean, there's so many guys in the St. Louis area who have made it to that next stage, that bigger stage. Um, so St. Louis is still a hotbed for pro wrestling. I mean, last night um, we had uh, almost 600 uh, in attendance last night uh, at, at the show I was at. So, you know, it's still, like, thriving in St. Louis. Um, I know people look at, like, Chicago as, like, the hotbed for pro wrestling. But, like, as far as indies go, St. Louis is, is the place to be. Of course, in the last few years, Billy Corgan purchased the NWA for whatever that is and whatever it entailed. It's obviously different than what the NWA was as a governing body for territorial wrestling, but there is an NWA presence today. They are still growing and still trying to find a bigger audience. What do you think of today's NWA, and how does it compare to what you think of when you hear NWA as it relates to wrestling? Well, I think uh, the NWA in the St. Louis area is synonymous with wrestling at the chase. That was uh, the weekly uh, show uh, on Sunday mornings that uh, everybody would watch um, with Larry Masnick and all, all that. So uh, NWA came to town, uh, oh gosh, uh, earlier, or late last year, I guess it was, for NWA, was it 63, I think? And uh, they they sold out uh, uh, the chase as first time wrestling had been in chase in many years. Um, so I don't know if Billy Corgan cares about my opinion, but uh, if he was looking to do something special with NWA, he would try to try to bring it to St. Louis and have that be where the epicenter is. Um, because wrestling at the chase, like it has such history here and with the NWA and it, I guarantee it was sell out every time they come to the chase because you talk to anybody in the St. Louis area, like, do you like wrestling? Oh, my grandpa or my dad, or I used to go to wrestling at the chase every Sunday. So, you know, it's still something that people in this area remember and would still like to have a legacy of. Uh, you said that the show you were on last night had 600 fans, which is a very good house for independent wrestling. One of the ways promoters have been trying to garner people to watch their shows is live streaming their shows. There are proponents on both ends of the spectrum. Some people think that live streaming hurts the live attendance crowd because people will opt to just stay at home and watch uh, because it's free or because they don't have to deal with travel or whatever the case may be. Some people see it as a way to reach a wider audience and hopefully people will travel out to experience the show if they get into watching it through the live stream. Where do you sit on how you think the live stream affects live attendance and overall health of a promotion? I guess I'm a little old school when it comes to that. Um, I believe that if you want to see the wrestling show, pay the ticket, come out and see it live because it's, it's an experience you're not going to get to see if you're watching it live on, uh, you know, a live stream, Facebook live or whatever, um, come out and experience. And, you know, you you get personal attention from each wrestler that comes out. 
Um, you get to look at their, their merchandise that they have out. You get to see things that you wouldn't see through a live stream. Um, I think I think some companies do okay with the live stream, and it doesn't hurt their attendance. But I think overall, um, the company I work with last night, uh, Mid-Missouri Wrestling Alliance, um, we do shows once a month at the South Broadway Athletic Club, which is a very historic building downtown. And the promoter does not want live stream. And it's because we want 600 people in the crowd once a month down there. And, you know, it, it works. Uh, we fill that place up once a month and, uh, we want them to come experience it live and in color and see the characters and the revolving door of talent that comes through there as opposed to just sitting on your couch and watching it. I mean, if you've ever been to a, a big WWE event, um, feeling it live is totally different than sitting here watching the pay-per-view or whatever you know, on your couch. It's just a different experience. I agree with you there. Well, at this point, I'm going to pass things over to the brand-new Northwest Pro Champion, Randy Zellers. Randy K. Hey, what's up, my brother? How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? Congratulations, by the way. Hey, thank you very much. Thank you very much. And, shoot, and a big congratulations to you guys because you guys had, like, 600 people. Man, I don't, hey, that's some good stuff. That's some really good stuff. and. The air and um the area and everything else um yeah a lot of talent came from Missouri a lot of I mean a lot of talent came from Missouri and everything else and whoa <laughs> but yeah but there's a couple questions I would like to ask you um yep yeah but um, how about name me off a funny <laughs> um uh, name me off a funny road trip story. That, that's that stuck in your memory. Yeah. Um, or, oh. <laughs> Let me think. Okay, so I was uh I was traveling with uh two of my buddies once. Uh it was uh, my manager, his name was Mr. Big, and it was, and also my arch rival at the time, Curtis Payne. We were all three traveling together and um uh, we were wrestling in a town called Hannibal, Missouri, which is up north of uh, St. Louis, probably about um, almost two hours north of St. Louis, probably. So it's after the show, you know, we do the the normal helping the the pair down and everything. And, you know, you go out to Denny's or Applebee's afterwards. I think every wrestler does the same thing. Yep. And, uh, yep. So Curtis Payne, Curtis Payne is driving. I'm sitting in the back seat. Mr. Big, who is Mr. Big, he's a big boy, sitting in the passenger seat. I'm a nice guy. I let him sit up there. And uh, all of a sudden, like, I fall asleep. Mr. Big falls asleep, and Curtis Payne's driving. We wake up, and the sun is rising. And I'm like, we didn't stay at Denny's this long. <laughs> and Mr. Big goes, Curtis, where are we? And he goes, I made a wrong turn, I think. We're almost to Columbia, Missouri, which is, if you know where St. Louis is and Columbia, Columbia is like three hours west of St. Louis. <laughs> we were north of St. Louis. So he took us to the almost halfway across the state. <laughs> so we get to Columbia, and then we have to drive all the way back to St. Louis. It was probably the longest two-hour road trip I've ever been on in my entire life. <laughs> so, <laughs> I learned a valuable lesson. Never fall asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, me, that's why I was just get the back seat. <laughs> that's why I get the back seat the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> What's funny is, like, my wife never called me one time to check on me, and the sun was rising. I don't know if she thought I was having a great party somewhere or what, but I was like, you think somebody would have called and checked on me because uh, I should have been home probably around 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you right about that. Yeah, you right about Yeah, you right about that, man. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 
it, yeah, that is hilarious. And, uh, shoot. Yeah, so, um, well, anyway, um, how about any um, more athletic background about you? Do you have, like, a baseball, wrestling, or martial arts background or anything like that? You know, I'm going to be 100% honest. Growing yeah. up, well, okay, let's start at the very beginning. Whenever I was born, I weighed almost 11 pounds. So I was a big, big boy from from the get-go, okay? Um, yeah. So I, I always was the husky kid going through school. I never was athletic. Um, if I could have played anything, it probably would have been football, but I lived in a small town, and all we had was baseball and basketball and track, none of which a husky kid is going to be really good at. <laughs> so, so I didn't do any athletics in school whatsoever. Um, so getting in the wrestling business, I, I had no idea if I had any athletic ability whatsoever. Um, so that first day of training, I'm like, this could go really good or this could go really bad. Um, yep. you know, so like it, it, it went decent, you know, it took me a little while to figure things out. But, uh, yeah, no athletic background whatsoever and just dived into wrestling. And here is I'm coming up on 24 years wrestling uh, Memorial Day weekend. So, uh, so go figure. Yeah. But you know what, though? Sometimes it happens like that. I mean, I mean, shoot, look at The Undertaker. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, you know, he didn't have any kind of he didn't have anything to do with wrestling. I think he was I think he was a basketball player, I think. But yeah, he played basketball. Yeah, he played basketball and, you know, dove right in just like you and it's been it's been making it work for you for damn, twenty four years. Holy shit. Now yeah. that's hey hey, that's a long hey, if you gotta look at it, that's a long time in the wrestling business. It is a very long time, and I, you know I always tell the young the young guys that I'm helping along, like 24 years is great. I, I've enjoyed my time, uh, but I peaked in my wrestling career, I guess you could say, like two years after I started, because that's whenever I did all my cool stuff, and then you yeah. know uh, because like I went to Japan, I went to England, like two or three years into my wrestling career, and you know. I, I peaked then, so then I'm like, oh, here comes the valley. You know what I'm saying? But yep. then, then I figured out how to reinvent myself, and then all of a sudden I'm kind of, uh, you know, I'm one of the, I in my eyes, I'm one of the bigger names in the St. Louis wrestling community because I've reinvented myself and put myself out there on a higher level like that. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? And that was another one I want to stumble on, investing in yourself. Yes. Yes. I mean, I mean, the more that you, I mean, like, the more that you invest in yourself, the more you get yourself out there. I mean, yeah, I mean, you was right about that because I think the first three years when I came into the wrestling business, I was calling in shows like Turnbuckle Turnwall every Friday. I was I was trying to get booked all around the Pacific Northwest, but you know it's it, it's a it's it's just an investment, and it, I bet you anything, I know it feels good to you to invest in yourself on that one, right? I think what a lot of people, a lot of wrestlers don't understand is that uh, it's a part-time job. You are your own small business. Um, you, have to, you have to promote yourself constantly. Facebook, Instagram, all social media. You have to keep your presence out there. Um, I heard a statement the other day, and it made so much sense to me. It says, moves don't make money. And I totally agree with that. It's it's connecting with the crowd. It's them uh, looking at your gimmick and feeling something. And if you can in, in, have them invest in you that way, you will make money in this business. 
I, I hear so many guys like, I mean, I, I see guys like rent cars, you know, and they're blowing two or $300 a weekend to rent cars and do this and that. And they're walking away and they're making no money. And I'm like, you're doing it wrong. Stop, stop. Invest in yep. yourself. Invest in yourself. Get get good gear. Get merchandise. Put your face mm-hmm. out there. Make them sick of seeing you almost, <laughs> and and you will make money. And you 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 don't have to worry about all that silly stuff. Honestly, I don't travel any further than an hour, an hour and a half outside of my house anymore. And I've made more money now than I have forever. And I know that's totally different than a lot of a lot of wrestlers will tell you they'll say, "Oh, do the drive, you know, go 500 miles and make 20 bucks." Okay, whenever you're 20 years old, 25, 30 years old, that makes sense. I'm 45 yeah. now. I have three yep. kids, I have wife, I have I work three jobs. I don't want to be traveling that far and coming home, you know, all hours of the night. So I stay pretty local now. But the fan base in this area follows me so hardcore that I make so much money on merchandise, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, hey, it's you legit. know what? Cool. I mean, for me, that's cool, man. I mean, that's cool that you went out, you put yourself out there, you know, you got three kids, and I'm, oh, yeah, what are they, boys, girls? I actually have uh, my oldest daughter is 23. My oldest son just turned 22 yesterday, and then I have an eight-year-old. Damn. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you got some. So you got some kids that are grown and out of the house. (laughs) Yes. Hey, shoot. That's that's how old my kids. My kid is. Um, I got a daughter, and she's two more years from being out the house. <laughs> two more years from being out the house. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Sweet yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. There's a part of me that's like, it's it's cool. You know, my kids are out of the house except for the eight year old. But man, there's a part of me that misses them being here and kind of knowing what's going on and all that stuff. Because, like, you know, whatever's going on in their life now, I, I, I know it, but, like, I don't know every detail, obviously. Maybe it's, oh, maybe yeah. I'm a bit of a control freak. I don't know. <laughs> hey, you know what? I mean, shoot, just like what my, my mother told me, I, I'll, I'll say on the show, she wish I mean, my mom wished she had a wand so she can transfer me back to a baby again. <laughs> yes. I yes. totally feel that, yes. I'm like, I'm like, and as the kid, and I'm like, well, you, you don't want me to get on my own avenue. But after I had my, after my child, just that bond, just that bond, you know, when there was babies and everything, you know, just say, I just want to hold you one last time. So, okay, now I get it. <laughs> yes, yes, it's so true. I get it. <laughs> yeah. All right. One last, one last thing before I go. Um, what is your favorite? What is your favorite shows? Like when you have time, like when you have time to sit down, watch t- TV or movies. What's the favorite thing you like to watch besides wrestling? Um, Dexter was probably one of my favorite TV shows ever. Um, I derived a lot of the Butcher Damian Blade gimmick from Dexter. Um, so I love Dexter, uh, The Walking Dead, um, anything kind of spooky. And I'm sitting here right now watching uh, Naked and Afraid. I love that show, too. Even if they had clothes on, I'd watch it because I like all that going out and, like, survival stuff. Um, so that's yeah. the kind of things that I watch. Oh, okay. Like that, um, like that, sh- oh, that game, like Far Cry or something like that. The Far, Far Cry, Cry series. Yeah, it's kind of like an out. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's a vid- I guess that's a video game that I'm not a big video game fan or nothing like that. Are you? I am not a gamer. Now, my my eight year old and my 22 year old son, they are big time gamers. But I just never could get into the whole gaming thing. It just never been my thing. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that mess. I heard that. Well, shoot. This is the time where I would have to have to um, have my have my main man, the coach with the most, 
and got that source that everyone personal on over, Coach Mike Jones. Coach, take it away, sir. And it was good talking hey. to you, my brother. Good talking hey, to you. Coach Mike, Coach Mike Jones, the coach the most, coming at you from coast to coast, live here in Puyallup, Washington. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, it's an honor and privilege to have you on. We've got over 1,700 shows now, and we're on all social media pr- platforms. And, man, thanks again for coming on. Wow, you said 1,700 shows? Over, yes. Wow, that's amazing. Good job. Over 10 years now, going strong. Thanks to Sign Guy and the creators, QT Vokes and JD. That, that's just amazing. That's that's awesome. Yeah, and, and so what's some of your most memorable matches you've either seen or been involved with? Um, Most memorable matches. Let's see. I guess my most high-profile match would be my most memorable. Uh, I wrestled in FMW in Japan on the pay-per-view called Deep Throat. Yeah, it, it was Deep Throat. <laughs> um, I, I wrestled uh, in a six-man tag. It was me, my partner, Bad Brad Elliott, and uh, WWF uh, 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 wrestler Pat Tanaka versus uh, Ghetto Jado and Kaori Nakayama. And uh, that was uh, probably my most memorable because it was my most high-profile match at the uh, in Yokohama at the Bunker Gym, which was a pretty cool experience for a young man such as me. Wow, what, that's impressive. What about some of the most memorable that you've seen? That I've seen... Um, you know, Rock versus Hogan at WrestleMania. I'm going to botch what WrestleMania it is. I can't remember. But that was probably the most memorable match. Uh, I'm a big Hogan mark. So uh, watching the crowd uh, turn on the Rock and uh, bring Hogan back to her baby face just made me proud. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That was in Seattle, as far as I remember. Right, Sign? Actually, that was in Toronto, Canada. Toronto, yeah. It was in Toronto. Okay, okay, cool. All right, that's why I wanted to double check. (laughs) Okay. All right, so um, who were some of your toughest opponents you faced? Toughest opponents. Let's see. Um, I recently... uh, Russell, a series of matches with uh, Benjamin Trust. Um, he is a tough opponent. Um, Ricky Cruz, uh, another tough opponent. I owe a lot of my career the last probably three or four years to Ricky Cruz. Um, such an amazing talent. If you don't know who Ricky Cruz is, uh, look him up on uh, YouTube. Um, he was a big star in Mexico, Puerto Rico. He's done all kinds of things. Um, so I would say Benjamin Trust, Ricky Cruz, um, man, there, there are so many guys in St. Louis that I've had a lot of really cool battles with Moondog Rover, man, I had a series of matches with Moondog Rover, uh, that was just amazing, uh, down at the South Broadway Athletic Club, uh, in St. Louis. Okay, Cool. Who were some of your heroes growing up, whether it was wrestling, ordinary life, or just sports? Well, Hulk Hogan was my wrestling hero. Um, I always imagined myself, if I was going to be a pro wrestler, to uh, be like Hulk Hogan. Turns out I'm more of a mixture of Kane, McFoley, and The Undertaker. <laughs> so go figure. Um, but uh, um, as far as in real life, uh, my hero was, was always my dad. Uh, he, he worked hard. Um, he worked two jobs. Uh, he was just an amazing person to everybody. Um, we lost him about seven years ago to cancer and just watching him fight cancer, uh, for almost a year and him not giving up. Uh, he's, he's just an amazing hero. And, uh, actually, uh, a local company, uh, pro wrestling Epic here in St. Louis, they do a, uh, a battle royal every year 
um, in honor of my dad because my dad was uh, so well-loved in the wrestling community because he would come to my shows all the time. Wow, what a blessing. And then we got one, a couple standard questions we asked. Sign Guy would like to know, what's your favorite coffee to drink? My favorite coffee? Yes. You know, uh, my wife, we we love coffee in this house. So anytime we're out, we get coffee. But uh, she just recently got some Starbucks uh, coffee pods that are called Graham Cracker. And those are amazing. If you haven't tried them, try them. Um, I'm kind of addicted to them at the moment. Uh, but, you know, I love I don't think I've ever drank a coffee that I didn't like, uh, <laughs> whether it's right. hot coffee, cold coffee. I, I just love coffee. Uh, I probably second to drinking water. I usually have a coffee in my hand. All right. I'm, I'm sure uh, signs impressed with the, those answers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's some of your favorite people to work? My favorite people to work. Um, let me see. You know, I, probably I have to say my favorite guy I have worked in the last couple of years has been Moondog Rover. This uh, this guy is so over in St. Louis. Uh, he's so over that you go into the bathroom of the South Broadway Athletic Club, and someone had written his name in the stall, Moondog Rule. <laughs> So I'm like, you know you're over when they're writing your name in the bathroom stall. Um, But he is so over that it makes my job so much much easier as a heel that when I'm going against him, they automatically hate me, and then I do my job and make them hate me even more, um, that they may not be the most scientific matches or whatever, but the crowd involvement, whatever – the butcher goes against Moondog Rover is just, I mean, it's crazy. Last night I did a tag team match against him and the promoter of the company. It was me and Ricky Cruz against Moondog Rover and Anthony Castaldi. Um, and uh, they beat us. They cheated. I'm telling you, they cheated. But they beat us. And the roar of the crowd afterwards was just deafening. And I'm like, this is what wrestling is. It's not about fancy moves. It's about connecting with the crowd. And that's what we did last night. Right on. Awesome. Sounds like you had them eaten out of your hand. And that's exactly what I was going to say before you said it. That's what it's all about. Nice. Oh, it was, it was a great night. And, you know, I sold uh, $200 worth of merchandise last night as a heel. <laughs> Heel wow. sell merch. Guys, so if you're a heel and think you can't sell merch, let me tell you, you can make money on merch. Last night was a good night. Like a dream yeah. come true. It's like everything you could ask for, right? Jeez. Absolutely. Yeah. So what's some suggestions you got for people who want who think about getting into the business? My suggestion would be Finding the one guy in your area who has done something significant, who is willing to take you under his wing and advise you not only in in in-ring work, but outside the ring on things to do, on how to better yourself as a human, how uh, how how to conduct yourself. That guy in the St. Louis area is Ricky Cruz. And like I said, I owe him a lot uh, for the last several years. I was at a point in my wrestling career when I thought I was done and I was hanging my head pretty low. And I I sparked up a friendship with him and he kind of turned me around. And he's like, uh, I remember sitting next to him at a show. And it was the first show I was booked on him with. And he's sitting there getting dressed next to me and he's looking at my gimmick. And I don't know if you've seen my gimmick, but I dress in a, I have a pig mask and, you know, I look pretty evil. And he goes, how much do you make wrestling? And I, I told him and he goes, that that's no good. <laughs> he goes, with that gimmick, you should be making more money. And I'm like, well, how? And he's like, well, let me show you how. 
And from that point forward, I started making more money in wrestling just because I listened to him and what, and the two little tweaks and, uh, and stuff like that and how to, uh, put myself out there to the public and how to get merchandise and what merch sells and what doesn't. And, uh, I challenged any, whether you're young or old, if you've been in the business 20 years, it doesn't matter. You can learn new things. Find somebody like a Ricky Cruz who wants to help you because he cares about the wrestling business. Yes, definitely. And then what schools would you suggest people uh, as far as schools, there's several in the St. Louis area. Um, there, uh, Davey Richards has a school, uh, I think it's called Team Ambition. Um, I know a lot of guys go through that. Um, I would highly recommend uh, the Dynamo Pro Dojo down here. Uh, it's off of Broadway um, in the Soulard area. Uh, Ricky Cruz is down there a couple times a month helping out there. Um, you also have uh, World League Wrestling, which was Harley Race's old wrestling company. Um, uh, Leland Race runs that now, and they uh, they have a training facility there. So I would definitely check out those uh, places because uh, you're going to get quality uh, quality training. Have you got to uh, firsthand uh, take part in the Race uh, Academy there? You know, I, that is one place that I've never worked, and I've been in this business for 24 years, and I've never worked for uh, World League Wrestling. Um, you know, it just is one of those things. You guys know, if, you, if you're in the business or around the business, you know there's always, like, that one place where you're like, ah, I've just never worked there. That's weird. I don't know why I've never crossed paths and worked there. That is the one place I haven't. Um, and you know what? I, I may try to mark that off my bucket list this year. Yeah, uh-huh. definitely. I was gonna, I was gonna say yes. Let's get you out over there. Love to see you over there. Then, hey, what do you got coming up? Oh, coming up. Let's see. May twenty seventh. Um, I will be in Arnold, Missouri, for Dynamo Pro Wrestling. Uh, that'll be my twenty four year anniversary in the business. So uh, I am looking forward to that. Um, I have once uh, the second Saturday of every month, I'm down at the South Broadway Athletic Club working for MMWA. Uh, then uh, I have a I have a whole lot of dates for uh, for uh, Dynamo Pro. I have dates for Pro Wrestling Epic. Um, yeah, my my calendar's uh, filling up daily. Um, but my next show is uh, May 27th in Arnold. Um, I can't wait for this show because, like I said, it's 24 years in the ring, and uh, I'm I'm going to show everybody that uh, age is just a number. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, how do people get Preach. a hold of you? People can get a hold of me uh, on Facebook under Damian Blade. Um, the picture will be an ugly guy in a pig mask, and that's me. Uh, uh, you can follow me on there. It has has all my dates on there. I'm constantly doing promos. I'm constantly uh, sharing flyers. I want people to know where I'm at. So, like, I'm busy, 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 busy. So if you want to know what's going on in, uh, in Damian Blade's life, uh, definitely hit me up on Facebook. So have you ever used any of the lines from the Deliverance movie, like, you got, uh, you got a pretty smile and... We'll make you feel like a pig, boy. Okay, so so whenever I first started doing uh, the butcher gimmick with the pig, um, my entrance music started out with the dueling banjos. <laughs> you remember that from the movie? Yeah, so it started out with the dueling banjos. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I do use that from time to time, yes. All right. All right, man. I can't hog up all the time. Uh, we might have to get you back on. You got a great story. I want to wish you all the luck in the world, and thanks again, brother. Well, I want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been my pleasure, and uh, hopefully uh, we can do it again. Hey, there's oh, like 20 minutes yeah. left. There's 20 minutes left in the live show, though. Give me back the sign. Oh, yeah? Oh. 
Thank you, Coach. Yeah, we got a we got a bit more time yet, and we do have a fan question. You okay. Sort of answered this earlier, but I'll ask it. Long-time fan Kurt Ferris wants to know if your favorite Nintendo Entertainment System game was Blades of Steel. <laughs> Blades of Steel. Ah. Uh, <laughs> No, my favorite Nintendo game was pro wrestling. <laughs> oh, get it. Uh, you, I mean, it was like it was like the worst pro the, wrestling game ever, yeah. but like who didn't love Starman? That's true. That's a classic one right there. Now, even though you weren't a big gamer, did you play a lot of the wrestling games that would come out just because they were wrestling games? Well, you know, whenever I was a kid, like, man, I, I remember I had an Atari, then I had the Nintendo, then the Super Nintendo. So, so you know, I played all the games on those. Uh, so if it was a wrestling game on the early consoles, I definitely played. And then, the, then when things started getting more real with the wrestling games, for some reason it turned me off. I'm like, ah, you know, it's, I can go do that, like, in the ring myself. I don't really want to play somebody doing it, you know? <laughs> so, so I, maybe it's just an age thing. I don't know. So like, um, now I like it whenever like fans like, Hey, check this out. I made you on the new WWE game. So I'm like, Oh, that's cool. But, uh, as far as playing it myself, just, I, I just don't really have the time or the concentration to do it. Fair enough. Now, you said you're 24 years into wrestling, so that takes work not only in the ring, but it takes work taking care of yourself, making sure your body's able to go on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, whatever the case may be. What's been the diet like for you in order to be able to maintain ring conditioning? Well, like I said, I was always a big boy. I was born almost 11 pounds. So I was a husky kid. Um, by the time I had hit 35, I had ballooned up to almost 400 pounds. Um, I was like, man, how did I get to this spot? And I was still wrestling, and I, I you know, I did okay at that weight. Um, then I was like, you know what? I need to lose weight. So I've lost over 100 pounds. Um, I'm right at the 260 mark right now, and uh, I go to the gym regularly. Um, my diet consists of mostly protein. Uh, you know, I hit the Oreos once in a while. Don't get me wrong, but uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, I I love hitting the gym now as opposed to in my 30s. I I just didn't. Um, so I really started watching that stuff in my forties as opposed to my thirties for some reason. And I think it's prolonged my wrestling career, um, getting down to a manageable weight and, uh, taking care of myself. Now we all know that injuries play a part in wrestling. If you're in for any length of time, you're going to have some, what's been some of the injuries you've had? Oh, Wow. Let's see. I um, I remember one night. I got to tell this story because it was great. The promoter um, totally made me mad one night, and I went out there with my partner. My partner had a hundred and two degree fever. We were doing this tag match, and we were furious at the promoter. And I don't even remember why we were furious at him. So I get in the ring. I get on the second rope, and you know I'm getting the crowd involved in the match. And whenever I jumped down, I kind of did a 180. And when I hit, I was so mad. My I stiffened my legs up, and both of my legs went completely backwards. And I broke my left kneecap in half. And it instantly started swelling. And I went over to my partner, and I go, I just blew my knee out. Like, you're going to have to take this match. And he goes, dude, I have a 102 degree fever. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. But I ended up wrestling a portion of the match. I had to cut my knee pad off at the end of the night. Um, but yeah, I broke my kneecap. Um, and that was, that was 
that took forever to heal. I mean, because I didn't go get it fixed. I didn't get, I didn't have insurance at the time. So like, I just let it heal on its own. And I know that sounds crazy. Um, let's see, I've broken my tailbone. Um, I recently just got x-rays on my neck because I was having neck problems and I have all kinds of neck issues going on, shoulder issues. I mean, it's just a normal life of a pro wrestler, I guess you could say. Um, I always tell my wife, by the time I'm 60, you're going to be pushing me around in a wheelchair at the rate things are going. But uh, I always feel if I stop wrestling, that's probably when all it's going to set in. So I'm just going to keep wrestling. I think that's a mindset a lot of us have. Well, I think I think, that is I think uh, you got to keep your body calloused. Yes, that's the key. As someone that's been around the area for a very long time, you see, I'm sure, a lot of the younger talent making their way up to start their careers. Who are some of the better rookies that have under three years under their belts that you think are going to be carrying the heavy load for wrestling in the area in the next few years? Oh, man. Tommy Davis comes to mind. Uh, if you haven't watched his work, uh, go find him on Facebook. Uh, Benjamin Trust. Um, let's see. Uh, um, a kid by the name of L. Ride, Lucas Ridings. Uh, Christian, uh, 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 I'm, I'm losing his last name. Uh, I want to say his real name, and I don't want to do that. Chris Exodus, that's it. Um and there's several girls, like uh, his wife, Maddie Exodus, is really good. Uh, Ashlyn Alexander. Um, there is so much good young talent coming up uh, that it's just unimaginable, like the future uh, here in St. Louis. And these are, these are uh, young adults that, that soak in the knowledge from us uh, older guys, us vets, too. They soak in that knowledge and... And they take it to heart whenever they come back up, you know, from the from their match, and they've done all these fancy moves. And we go, "Why did you do that move there?" And they're like, "Why well, did it because of this?" And we go, well, "Don't do that, you know, it's unnecessary, you know." And they're like, "Oh, okay." And the next time they don't do it there because you know there's there's time and place to do this and that, and they just have to learn. But the future looks so bright in this area with uh, the young talent. It, I'm just amazed by it. A lot of wrestlers, when they start to wind down in the ring, they will turn to either promoting or to opening a training school so they're still actively involved in the business but unnecessarily having to do the physical aspect of it as regularly. Have either of those choices been something that you ever considered doing? You know, I don't think I would ever open a wrestling school. It just isn't something I'm interested in. If I would do anything in that aspect of wrestling, I would like to do, like, character development. Because I feel like that's kind of the missing link in a lot of the young guys is character development. It's real easy to learn moves. We all learn them when we go to the schools or whatever. But what a lot of training schools don't teach you is character development. They don't teach you how to present yourself when you come to the ring and all that stuff. So I wouldn't mind like joining a school to specifically teach that. That would be kind of cool. Um, but I will always be involved in the wrestling business in one way, shape or form. It's kind of like the mafia. Once you're in, you can't get out. Um, so, you know, I I have promoters telling me, you know, hey, whenever your time's done, there's still a spot for you. Um, I got told that last night by uh, Anthony Castaldi at MMWA. He goes, he goes, I know you keep saying your time's close. I just want you to know that you have a spot here, you know, do whatever you want, you know, when that time is near. And, you know, hearing that makes you feel pretty good that, you know, a promoter cares enough about you 
um, that, you know, he's not going to make any money off your character anymore, but he still wants to give you a spot. So, you know, it just makes you feel really good. Most definitely. Now, you have a very interesting look. You don't come out as a traditional wrestler with the trunks and the boots or whatever. But do you have a particular gear maker that makes all of the gear that you need? You know, yes, and it's me. <laughs> I I pretty much put together everything myself. Um, my my first pig mask I actually made myself. I make leather masks. Um, now uh, the the newer masks that I wear, I go to a, a man named Alexander Titanium. He makes uh, the new uh, pig masks for me. Um, but yeah, I I kind of put everything together myself. Uh, I just recently got a new outfit made by uh, I think his name is Christian Pierce um, out of Tennessee. Um, but, uh, most of the time it's me. I, I like to envision myself and put it together as opposed to trying to tell somebody and have them fix it. Well, we have a few minutes left on the show and I want to make sure that you have plenty of time to say anything you'd like to the listeners, plug and promote anything and everything, social media, appearances, merchandise, your favorite fabric store, anything you would like, floor is all yours. I just want to say support local wrestling, no matter where you're at. Um, you know, go out, buy the ticket. Um, always check out the merch table. That's where the guys make their money. Um, support the guys. Support your favorite. Support your least favorite. It doesn't matter. Um, make those guys able to make those drives. Pay their gas money. Pay some bills. Um, so I, you know, speaking to the fans, just, just support local wrestling because these guys that you see on the local level, some of them are going to be up on the bigger stage at some point. Some of them like me, who's 45 years old and at the end of my career, um, just coming out and supporting me and showing me you still care about me means everything in the world. I, I literally get fans sending me, um, instant messages all day long. And, you know, I, I answer every one of them because those people are paying their hard-earned money to come watch me perform. So if they want to ask me a question, I'm going to answer the question. Uh, so come see me May 27th. Um, like I said, it'd be 24 years in the business that weekend. Um, I don't even know who I'm wrestling that weekend, but it's going to be for Dynamo Pro in Arnold, Missouri. We always have a really good crowd there, and uh, I'm just excited that uh, I, I just renewed my wrestling license in Missouri, so I got to stick around another couple years, I guess. So I'm just excited for wrestling in general, um, especially in the St. Louis area. So uh, if you're in, in the area, come check out a show. Well, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show today. We definitely appreciate you taking time to be with us. We'd love to have you back sometime and keep doing great things there in the state of Missouri. I appreciate it, and I definitely enjoyed this, and I would love to come back and talk to you guys again. Absolutely. Without a doubt, we will have you back. Well, Coach Mike Jones, coach with the most, come at us from coast to coast. You don't mean to brag, but you have to boast because you make a really good rump roast. What have we got to plug promote as we end things here? Yeah, you can check me out at the Coach with the Most. Also at Coach Mike Jones at Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Don't forget to check out one of the greatest factions in the world, the Real School Army. And the NGW Green Room for interviews from wrestlers and celebrities all over the world. And then also the Seattle Mariners Organizational Report. And the Cincinnati Reds Organizational Report, which I would imagine you and I are going to do one this week. Aren't we signed, most likely? Hopefully so, but I can report they lost the no-hitter that they threw. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully we'll be covering that in a few days. 
And then also, don't forget to check out Fitness Quest in Puyallup and Auburn. They're now a sponsor of the NGW, and we're going to be doing a, a charity for them for the Auburn Slam Wrestling uh, Scholarship Program on July 16th in Auburn off Outlet Collection Drive there at the uh, South or the Auburn Supermall location area. And then don't forget June 18th in Marysville, the Strawberry Fest is going to be having a couple huge shows. And then if you need a car in the Auburn area, don't forget to check out SNS Best Auto Sales and tell them Wild Lyle and Coach Mike Jones sent you. And if you need a tow in the Pierce County area or the Washington area, check out Big Boys Towing. Thanks so much for all of you guys and all your support. All right. Well, don't forget this upcoming week on Friday, we have the return of Sharp Pain Stevie Jonak, manager extraordinaire. Been a long time since she's joined us, but she will be back on Friday. One week from this very day, we continue with Blade Month. We have Johnny Blade out of Texas. He's a former professional wrestler, currently managing Pacific Northwest owns Jason Sullivan down in Texas. So we look forward to having him. Once again, congratulations to our very own J.B. Moonshine and Randy Zeller's Taekwon Bro as they won titles last night at Northwest Pro. Turnbuckle turmoil taking home most of the gold there at Northwest Pro last night. So congratulations to them. Everybody continue to be safe out there and support your local independence wherever it may be. Don't forget that huge Alpha 9 tournament in a few hours there in Denver for Primo's Pro Wrestling. And also, if you're in our neck of the wood, Blue Collar Wrestling every single Sunday night. You can find our own JB Moonshine there tonight. So get out there, support, and we will talk to you soon. Yeah.